Welcome to Sandlot Sports, where I can safely say that we've never contributed to a $250 million campaign political grip. I am Alex Patterson. <laughs> I'm here with Dory and Cody. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> and BJ Thomas. I'm not contributing to anybody's campaign. They all suck. Yeah. So um, let's just let's get, get this out in the open. Um, one of us was on social media last week saying Boston Celtics in five. Um, well, no, 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 you, you said that. No, no, no. Dora Dominic said that. Dory didn't yeah. say that. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. You don't get to do that bullshit. Oh, you no, no, that. no. You can do no, that no. with your kids. No, no, no. They're two still gullible people. and shit. But, uh, <laughs> no, two different people. They didn't do that to us. Dora Dominic said Celtics in five. Yeah, you sound like a crackhead. <laughs> that everyone run to run to the casinos and put your money in Golden State. You should have done that. You should have done it. Six. No, um, realistically, well, first off, I put the Celtics in five. Well, this this alter ego I have, Dora Domus, right? So I put Celtics in five to piss you off. Hear you see Crystal when you just did that? Do you hear yourself talk? It's like when <laughs> flat, Earth, flat Earthers say they got members all around the globe. <laughs> but I did... I, and I still do feel as if the Celtics can win in seven. I do. Okay. I do. Well, you know, I, so you agree with Dora Damas is what you're saying. I mean, the Celtics in five. I don't know. You said I a couple times here no. after you've separated yourself from Dora Damas, and then you said I, I. Right. So I, all I don't know what's going on, Captain. I, I. <laughs> I'll say this. In, in all seriousness, um, I, me personally, I think, I think next game, I think that, I think the Celtics are going to respond. I think that, I think that Golden State may be complacent, like, well, yeah, we're up, but it's, 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 it's like, I, I just think okay, that. Okay. You're talking about game, a championship, you're talking about a championship team gonna, that has been together for years say, and right, not complacent. I'm telling you. I'm going to save ESPN about three hours of airtime, because I heard this after game three, so I'm just going to save it now. Yes, this is a must-win game for Boston. Because all you heard going into game four was, is this a must win for Golden State? Of course it is. <laughs> it's the finals. Yeah. Every game is a must win for each team. Dumbasses. <laughs> um, so what's your prediction, Adam? I'd I like to hear Dorian's number of possibly going to seven games in Boston pulling it out. That was entertaining. My prediction is that Boston wins game six uh, for a couple of reasons. One, that crowd will be energized. Two, the games have been tight. Three, Golden State has not closed out a series on the road this year. Right. That, that being said, it will go back to Golden State, and Golden State will win itself. There are too many weapons on that team. How, how involved do you think the, the arrests are going to be in this game? Well, it depends. Is Scott Foster working this one? They got to no, recover. he's doing the game seven. <clears throat> they got to recover from COVID, so they got to get to game seven. They need all the games they can get. Yeah. Yeah. But, Scott I mean, doing sticking game with seven. the corporate America's current trends. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just let's clarify. There's some background for that statement. <clears throat> the whole world is basically the Orlando Magic right now. <laughs> just milking the shit out of a fan base. <laughs> but it, it, game five showed why Golden State's going to win this series. Steph Curry had an off night. It's rare. It happens. And it's the first game ever that he's played in the playoffs that he's not made a three point. And they still won by 10 points. Sounds scary. You know, and that right there tells you just how much firepower they have. And the only reason why Boston has won the games they've won in this series is because in those games they turned they didn't turn the ball over. The problem yeah. is, is that Jason Tatum has had the most turnovers 
ever at this point. And I don't see that turn stopping anytime soon. I'm not making a pick because I really just I don't see him beating the Warriors. I don't see them so beating I, them I just made I just made like a passive aggressive pick. So I'm gonna make a pick. I don't <laughs> see the Warriors losing the series. Um but have we ever seen like the decline of a player in a week span from a guy that's playing like almost at a godlike level um, and then and then to be seventh man. <laughs> you, 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 are you forgetting what happened with Chris Paul in the conference finals? Because <laughs> Chris Paul like had his thirty seventh birthday, you know, had somebody sing you know Happy Birthday, you're thirty seven now, and then realized he was thirty seven and stopped playing basketball. <laughs> I've reached my limit. <laughs> so I mean, it's where that happens in the finals, you know. And I will tell you that somebody on this podcast. He even said that Jason Tatum was a top 10 player in the NBA, even better than LeBron James. Um, so, BJ, to, to your point, you're saying that Golden State's going to win the series. Do you think Boston wins in game six? Most likely. I just can't see Jason Tatum stringing another game like this together. I feel like he's put so much pressure on himself, though. Well, and the finals will do that. Ugh. And that's and the what, turnovers. Yes. What that, he's got to know that. He's got to have an idea. But that's that, the this thing. has been really terrible. Like, that's been, been his game all season. He he's been known to turn the ball over all season long. It's just what what they've done, and that's why going into the series, they're kind of like, all right, they they go to this because Boston Boston has an elite level defense, elite level. But if you turn the ball over, it's really hard for that defense to recover. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Tatum averages four turnovers a game in the postseason. In the regular season, he averaged two. Uh, three turnovers again so that right there tells me the pressure of the moment is getting to him yeah i don't know the, can you so you're saying chris paul in the conference finals is comparable to this this fail this drop in performance well i mean look, look at what happened with chris paul just this year i mean even the conference semifinals like once to the close that game i forget it was game seven i think it was where he went like 14 to 14 had 30 something points was great you know, he had the point god status that everyone talked talk him. And then after game two of the conference finals, he just disappeared. You know, Chris Paul is a Hall of Famer. 100%. He is walking into the Hall of Fame five years after he retires. Those last four games of the conference finals were terrible. I mean, it really looked like Carl Anthony was out there with the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. I can see that, but he didn't. He also didn't have 97, 95 turnovers in a in a in a playoffs uh, run. Well, and and again, I go back to Zach Tatum again. I mean, he, he's like he, the he's like the Brett Favre of basketball. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, he, I'm gonna keep giving it up, and this game's gonna be really exciting. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but but look at look at the series. Boston has had. Two really, really great quarters. The fourth quarter of game one and the first quarter of game two. Other than that, it's been tight or going to say just blowing them out. That's how the uh the heat series was like that yeah. too, wasn't it? They were yeah. just struggling, struggling, and just barely making a buy and squeaking <laughs> through that series. That's why I didn't expect him to, to win too many games against uh, Golden State, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, and they might not. Now, if, if they lose in game six, you're talking two wins. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and we said that from the beginning is the Boston defense is great, but the offense just cannot keep up with no. Tatum shooting 
more threes than he should. He should be, I guess he should probably at this point be getting other people opportunities at three point line. Um, and I go back to game one. Game one, he was he struggled from the field, but he had 13 assists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He needs to be more of a facilitator. He's gotta he's gotta step that up because other aspects of the game are just bad. But how can you have confidence as a facilitator with 95 turnovers in a playoff run? Yeah. Like I, I don't he's gotta be he's gotta know these things. It's building on them. Like I told you last week, the Kobe stuff, that that's added pressure. That's stuff you don't need. Well, you know, people love Kobe. He's you know, he's a legend in the basketball community. And for you to like even if it's a tribute or stuff, you know how social media is. That was unneeded pressure on him himself. And, and I guess my question is, how much of it is Tatum? How much of it is Brown? And how much of it is Cook? I, I saw a breakdown after game five where they said the majority of the turnovers are when Brown and Tatum are going to the left. Hmm. When they go to the right, they're very good at facilitating. When they're going to the left, that's when the turnovers happen. To me, that's coaching. That's coaching the defense, knowing where to where to send your guys. That could also be years of them not being forced to do things they're not good at. Yeah, you know, so they're comfortable going right and left. They don't like. I'll be honest with you. A lot of right-handed players will drive to the right-hand side and drive and sh- and shoot with their left. Yeah, am I right, Dorian? A lot of a lot of uh, right-handed basketball players. When they go right, they're they're driving to the basket, and when they go left, they're setting up a shot. Yep. Typically, typically, the yeah. good ones the good ones can change this up and are a pain in the ass to guard. Right. Your typical basketball player, though, you go to the YMCA. If he's going right, he's try- trying to get inside, either to kick or to score. Yeah. If he's going left, he's only trying to get you off him for a jump shot. Mm-hmm. You can almost sit on it. Yep. That's so, right. Yeah. So like. I think maybe they were allowed to do that for too long. And now Jalen Brown and Tatum are on the same team with the exact same problem. They cannot pass out of any left-handed drive. Yeah. Unless it's wide open where they can just kind of shovel it to the corner or something. And that's tough. I'm, you know, I'm not a skilled basketball player. I like to play, but I'm not like a skilled basketball player, but those passes are tough when you're driving left Mm because now you got to pick the ball up and throw it over the defender. Yeah, which can cause a whole host of problems. And most times at that point, you're throwing over the paint to the other three point line out to the wing, stuff like that, which are all very easily intercepted passes by anybody playing on the other side of the court. And if they're paying just, attention. It's just the, the structure of the human body. Think, think about a quarterback. Think about a right handed quarterback going to his left. What nothing good happens when a right hand quarterback goes to his left. He is either trying to throw the ball across the field to the right, and he's got to put extra mustard on it, or he's throwing across his body yeah, yeah, to the it's left. The same thing. It's just yeah. angles. It's like we were talking about soccer the, uh, last week. Mm-hmm. I think it was. It's angles. It's the angles yeah. we're talking about. And that's yeah. that's why I think a lot of the turnovers in this series, yes, they're on Tatum and Brown because they're the ones that are doing it, but it's also on Curl understanding who he's going against and teaching and giving his players to know. Look, when they're driving right, they are deadly. When they drive left, not as much. Get them to drive left. I tell you, if they're driving right, I'm trying to slide and keep pushing them across the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make make it a tough layup. That's all you can do. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. All I could do 
I guess I don't know how anybody with a higher skill level will handle, but I'm trying to think of cut them off and not let them get to the paint before you do. And if they're better athlete, you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, also too, with Boston, um, they don't do enough bounce passes. Like a lot of the cutting that they, that they were trying to do and try to pass is, is always air. And I remember when I played sports, one of the things that we would practice daily is bounce passes. There was like, a That's bounce a pass thing, can dude. get you in angles to where an air pass. Is it a skill thing or is that it's a skill thing? That's a skill thing. It's true. Look, here's the thing with basketball. These guys play so much outside of when their coaches are around, you know, pickup games and whatnot, uh, AAU, things like that. <clears throat> they know what the hell a bounce pass is. They watch NBA players and get all these dunks. They watch NBA players and get all these half-court three-pointers, you can't yeah. see how a bounce, bounce pass is effective and you could use it if you're a ball handler. Right. Like, So it could be all of those things. It's on the player. It's on the coach. Um, I, would a coach teach a bounce pass, though? Is it necessary in today's NBA? Is it a dying thing? I don't think it's necessary for an NBA coach to teach them, this is how you do a bounce pass. I think, however, it is, it is incumbent on the coach and during film study that when you see this, this is the kind of path that needs to go up when you see yeah this, that's what i'm saying i'm not, I'm not, kind of I'm not expecting an nba coach to teach them a bounce pass anybody should the nba should have that kind of skill or feel for the game you would like to hope yeah but it's it's not so much the skill but knowing when to use the skill knowing yeah. what what tool to use in what situation I tell so, you when, when somebody's cutting a bounce pass is tough to beat Oh, yeah. Exactly. Because the defender's already moving for them to reach down and get that ball is going to be a pretty athletic feat. Yeah, because you naturally you want to put your hand up because you think they're going to catch the ball and shoot it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. You maybe naturally. I usually can't breathe, so they're like straight out. <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep my chest as wide as possible. <laughs> but, and, yeah. but that's also the point. You're trying to be as wide, as big as possible. Yeah, yeah. just you want to be like a woodshed, basically. Just so, you, so to go to point, as an offensive player, you don't want to go up because that's where the, the defender is biggest. You want right. to go down. You want to go to the skinniest part of the defender. Right. And also, too, I, I think that's why, like, point guards like Magic Johnson and John Stockton is so vital because if you watch their games, it's like that IQ of knowing when to do a bounce pass, yeah. it's, like, effortless. Like, it, it, it's like yeah. the timing is perfect. The, and and that's the difference between Golden State and with Boston. It's like with Clay and even Draymond, like just knowing when to throw that right bounce pass right yeah. like the, the perfect time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's, it's knowing what pass to throw when and where. Right. Absolutely. And, and yes, Golden State will, will fall into the you know the pattern of let's get a little, little crazy with it, let's get a little, little fancy and they'll call turnovers. That's their Achilles heel. But when when they're on and they're not just trying to gloat, essentially, it is a beautiful game to watch. And they, and they always know who the next best person is. Right. I mean, I, I, I saw it so many times last night and in, in the night and the game before with Golden State. The, the guy would have a shot that most NBA players would take. And he was like, no, because that guy has a better shot. Yeah. And that's the difference between Golden State and a team like Dallas and a team like Miami. And we just lost Dorian again. 
but they know that my shot is a good shot, but that shot's a better shot. Yeah. And that that that's something that just comes from repetition, repetition, repetition. And and made it to your point of yeah, you know, these, these guys know these guys play basketball basically year round. And you have you have to know who who you're playing with and what what your limitations are and is it better for me to take this or is it better for someone else? And you also have to understand that you were not the best player on the court. Maybe maybe Steph Curry is, but Andrew Wiggins, not the best player on the court, but he might have the best shot. Andrew's played a, a nice series. Oh, yes. He's played, he's been very vital to that team, especially with these games being close. Defense, I mean, he's doing it all, literally. Yes. <clears throat> he's like a Draymond Green that can score, actually. Yes. And that's why I mean, Golden State's going to have a tough, tough choice here shortly. Is do you go with the younger, better Wiggins? I'm paying or... Andrew and shipping Draymond out. He comes with so much extra shit. Like it's, it's got to be an, even if he's your friend, that shit's going to get annoying at some point. Yeah, but does that extra shit win you game? Because that that extra shit won them game too. Yeah. So I'm not not knocking. Signing, signing Wiggins, I think that's a smart decision. But I know I've said it before. Steph is the steering wheel for that car. Draymond is the engine. Yeah. So it, it's a tough choice. I, I don't disagree with you signing Wiggins over Draymond. We still haven't seen Wiseman. No. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, this, this team has a lot of options. And unless I forget, Kaminga, I think has played like two minutes this entire series. Right. right. And he's a good player. He's yeah. a deep, really a good young player. Right. What I what I read on a couple of blogs is that people are like, oh, they're like where Kaminga, where he's elevating to, like he's going to surpass Wiggins. Like they say he's that good. What I read. And that's scary because Steph has probably another five years in his prime. Yeah. Roughly. Clay, I, I don't know. I don't know how well he comes back next year. Next year yeah. we'll, we'll determine how well he comes back from his injury. If he's the play of old, he's probably had another five years ish. Ryzen, if, if Ryzen is what we all think he could be, that's a 10 year starter. Yeah. Wiggins has another seven, eight years in him. Yep. Kaminga is, again, he's what we, we think he can be. He's a 10 year starter. Yeah. So you're looking at a team that can be consistently great yeah. for another five to ten years. Yeah. What about Jordan Poole? How how long do you think his uh? If he keeps ascending like he is, again another probably five to seven years. You think there's an all star uh, bid in the future? Oh yeah, if, if he keeps ascending like this, definitely. I now, wonder if he, if he plateaus, maybe not. I wonder if. Jordan Poole is going to allow them to move on from Clay Thompson. Yeah, that's a good point. And again, it goes comes back to how well does Clay come back from injury with a full. I'm pretty sure all those injuries injury. happen on the same leg. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Uh, that's not good. I don't no. care how old you are. And right. and that's that's kind of my thing is this year. Think of, think about that. Clay's come back from two devastated injuries without an offseason this year. You know, that, that's hard to do as it is. 
So next year is going to determine his NBA future. You think Steph would let them uh, separate from Clay like that? If Jordan Poole takes the next step, yes. So we could be looking at a Warriors in the next few years of Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, and others. And Jordan Wiseman. Yeah. I do think eventually uh, Golden State will more likely part ways with Clay, even even Draymond. The, okay, so that the good ones, the, the good ones do the sympathy stuff, and the 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 great ones are the ones that separate and rebuild on the fly. And it's Still tough. It's tough. It hurts. The fan base aches for a few weeks. Um, but the truth of the matter is, I hate to talk about these guys like this, but it is what it is. They got a shelf life. Yeah. And, uh, their career is, is very limited. Belichick is known for getting rid of a guy one year too early instead of one year too late. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Patriots have been solid in the past 20 years. Yeah. It's, it's better than having a guy that's middle of the pack of the NFL making top 15 money yeah. to just get rid of them. And it sucks. And other teams benefit from it for about a year or two. But truthfully, after that, they're, they don't have that player anymore. Not the, not the player they traded for. Outside of Brady, I can't think of a player that left the Patriots and was an all-star after two years. Chandler Jones has been pretty solid. Okay. But I really, after that, though. Are you talking about pre-Brady or post-Brady? Or you, you mean like Belichick. After, Belichick, Belichick players. Okay. Yeah, Belichick, we're talking about Belichick, Belichick players. Belichick players, got you. Yeah. So one year before Brady till now. Correct? No, I'm just excluding Brady from the conversation because Brady is Brady. Right, no, but Belichick's career is one – Belichick's uh, New England career is one year before Brady until now, I think. I, so, like, two, 2000 until now? I think so. Yeah. Look it up real quick. 2000 to now. Um, I can't think of one player who left. What did Revis do after he left the Patriots? Not a goddamn thing. Not a goddamn thing. Um, not, not Revis. You're talking about um... – Revis played for the Patriots, didn't he, for a little nope. bit? Darrell Revis? Pretty sure. He wound up on the Patriots good. after the Bucks. Wasn't it Jets, Bucks, Patriots? Okay. I don't think so. In 2014, Darrell Revis started all 16 games for the New England Patriots. He did? Yes, wow, sir. I must have been paying attention. Or, 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 or he must wasn't. My brain has not left ba- football season. <laughs> It never does. I just kind of glance at basketball and just wait for the draft. And he said he played. He played sixteen games that he year. Played all six, he started all sixteen games that year. To ask me how I know, <laughs> Madden. Yeah, all right. Wow, I, that must have slipped my mind. I don't know. Yeah. So Bill Belichick has been the head coach of New England since. 2000. 2000. Okay. So I can't can't think of one player who increased their value or stayed at that Pro Bowl level for more than two years after they left the Patriots. Excluding Brady from the conversation. Excluding Brady from the conversation. 
it's a lot easier when you don't get touched and they make rules so you can't get touched. Yeah. <laughs> you know, talk about making rules for people. He did what? He tore his ACL on a hit. No more low hits. Yeah. But but that's and, and that's the point is you need a GM like Belichick that can go, they can make those tough personnel decisions. You know, walk in to you know, call Clay into your office and go, Clay, you have been great for us. We love you. The fan base loves you, but it's time to move on. Now mm-hmm. Clay, because of his background, I think would understand it. Oh, I. But it's hard. That's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt the fan base. That hurt me. I'm not even a Warriors fan, but that team has been good to basketball and has been fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the jacking up of threes has to stop. Y'all suck. You're not Steph. All of you, Tatum, you suck. Go to the basket. Dude, I don't. The thing is, but the thing, um, I, I saw something on ESPN where they were saying that, like, I think he had the most missed layups this season. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Is he the worst he superstar? Are, are we excluding James Harden from this conversation? What's that? Are we excluding James Harden from this conversation? Ouch. Nope. You win. <laughs> no. Oh. Ben Simmons would be on that list contract-wise. Yeah. Trey Young. James Harden played. Yeah. Ben Simmons is over here Instagramming new cars that he's buying with free money. Yeah. Free money. The, I'm telling you, the next collective bargaining agreement is going to be something that addresses Ben Simmons shit. There's going to be the Ben Simmons rule. Yeah. If you yep. have a mental health <laughs> thing, we're, we're, that's fine. You can take your time off, but you're going to get 25% pay. You're not getting 100% yeah. pay. We cannot yeah. do that. I, and I'm okay with them saying, hey, look, if you need a, a break, Get yourself right. You you'll still yep. get paid. And let's not forget, twenty five percent of that contract is still a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, what, what I can get. Seventy <laughs> percent of them don't know how to spend it. Yeah. So if if you truly need help, that's fine. We want you to get help, but please, we're not paying you. Go get help. We ain't paying you. Not paying. No. No pay, slow pay. No, but. The Celtics, um, there was a there was a um, time last night where they were um, nine for ten from three pointers. They made nine out of their, the ten three pointers that they made for the entire game. They were let me pull it up real quick, eleven for thirty-two. So outside of they that, they were two of twenty-two. Two of twenty-two outside of wow. that. Wow. Wow, that's the only time I would agree with you to quit shooting at him. That's the only time I would agree with you. I'd be like, Adam, tell him. Tell him, Adam. (laughs) Tell him to stop. It's terrible. Just stop it. Do the bottom new heart, babe. Stop it. Go to the basket. Yes. If you don't get fouled, if you don't get fouled on every play to finish this game, I'm going to fire all of you. And that was the thing. They were shooting free throws basically the entire second half. Yeah. Just keep driving. Yep. If you're not going to make it, that's okay. Make the free throws. Get them in foul trouble. The refs Jeez, are trying to give it to you at that point. Working. <laughs> I just keep mm-hmm. going. All right. I mean, look, look at Golden State. Golden State, they, they were 9 for 40 from three points. Now, granted, that is most of their offense, and Steph was terrible. He was open 9. But they were driving. Towards the end, they were like, fuck it, woman. Like Steph, to try to make a three, so you can keep your streak alive, but we're just going to drive. Yeah. 
Yep. Well, uh, when I played basketball, the coaches would call them chip away points. He was yeah, like, just, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. They, he said the chip away, like when they, when they shoot their threes, what are the chances of them making those threes compared to you driving, getting a layup or getting fouled to go to the free throw line? And that's what they did in game one. How they got back in the game in one was uh, third quarter, Jalen Brown was taking it to the rack, getting fouled, shooting free throws. Next thing you know, right. that's when that, they got hot in the fourth quarter, but well, they got away from that. I agree with your chip away points, but we have to address this too because this is just a fact. I'm sorry I'm about to do this to you, Dorian. That was 23 years ago. The game is <laughs> completely different than it was 23 years ago. Back then, there were how many could you look this up for me, Adam, real quick while we're talking? 1999, the three-point percentage leaders for the NBA. I bet you there's only four or five guys shooting better than 43%. 89, uh, 98, 99 season? Yeah, sure, that's fine. Just our era, right around that when we were in high school. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. So, so yeah, it, it three point percentage. Um, well, Del Curry was was playing that year, so that's <laughs> oh god. Okay, this is gonna hurt. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so there were actually sixteen players that shot forty percent from three that year. Forty. Forty. All right. Let's now. Now that we're here, NBA stats. Wait a second here. ESPN, you're no fun. This year, Thank there you. are 25. And how many were there the year before? 16. 16? 16. And so 98, 99, there were 16. This year, there were 25. How many over 43%? Because that's 40. green light. If you're over 43%, almost any coach is going to let you just, you're the shooter. 43%? Yeah. Okay. In 98, 99, there were six. Okay, what is it now? Two. Oh, man, this is not working. They're just jacking <laughs> it up. They suck. Right. right. I'm glad we talked that up. See, what, what other show would fucking expose their bullshit live in real time? You tell me that right now. Tell me that right now. Right. We just went through all my bullshit, my thought process. It was a good thought process. It, just, it did not work out. And boring. BJ has proved my point the entire NBA season. <laughs> right so pretty much jack in a nutshell, jack in nutshell outside of golden state any other team like if especially like last night was a perfect op- not last was last night they played yeah was a perfect opportunity for boston especially when Ke- when uh steph being off for them to take it to the rack get fouled and use those two quarters to just hey hey we're gonna we're gonna play our game we're gonna chip away and then once we chip away, try to slow the game down and try to grind it out. But I'm afraid that next game, because Steph had a bad game, game five, he's not going to have another bad game. No. game <laughs> I, I would almost put money on that, that Steph is not going to come out and yeah. go 0 for 9 from three points. All right. That's not going to happen again. And then, you know, game six, he's bound to come out. So, oh. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you something, Adam, because you're good with the statistics and whatnot. Um, would we have to skew that for the attempts? 
Well, I mean, because the amount of attempts at the three pointers, the three point attempts that the the leaders took back then compared to now. Just well, wondering. The, I'm, the, I'm, the, the amount of attempts that the leaders took back then is so much less than what what they do now. Yeah, I figured it. You know why? Because they only shot wide open shots. That's why. Yeah, they they Those shot guys. good shots. Yeah, like Dennis Scott. <laughs> almost every time you saw Dennis Scott shooting three, he was standing by the bench by himself. Yeah. Because yeah. of Shaq. But that, but that's that's also my point is the 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 shots they're shooting now are just bad shots unless you're on Golden State. Or Clay, Clay's only a forty one point seven uh, three career three point shooter. Yeah, but he's also has a a bunch of attempts. Oh, so James Harden has a bunch of attempts too. Or, 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 oh, yeah. Do we all have the same conversation? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Dang. Dang. He shot nine attempts this year. James Harden? Uh, uh, no. Um, he had he averaged 9.3. Uh, Clay Thompson in 32 games. I wonder if they're trying to get him into shape. Oh, yeah. Well, like, cut I, him I, loose. I, cut I, him I, loose. I, cut him loose. Just go get out there and get shots season. up. Yeah. And we talked about this. Basketball is all about timing. It's all about getting everything right. Yeah. And he did not have an offseason with this team. So he and, jacked him up. They said, cut him loose, Clay. I, I know it's repetitive, and guys, I'm sorry, but next year's Clay will tell you whether or not he's viable you know, in the future of the NBA. This year is just him coming back from injury. Next year, with a full offseason, with everything else that goes along with that, will tell you where he stands. And if he's Clay of old, with this team that's currently constructed, I'm putting money on Golden State and winning the title next year. I don't know, man. Stop's I think forty two percent, forty two point eight. So he's he's my my uh, magical number forty three. Yeah, because the reason why I'm skeptical of Golden State, even regardless of what Clay is, because for what I saw in Memphis, Memphis is just one other solid player away from being able to compete and win the West. They're oh, one I, player away. Okay, one player. I, I I will I will grant you that Dallas and Memphis. And even Phoenix are one solid player away on their roster. The way you're Phoenix. talking about Chris Paul, are you sure it's just one player? In Phoenix? <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. You, you, you act like a light switch turned off when you had that birthday party. <laughs> but okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll go Memphis and we'll go Dallas. Dallas, yeah. Okay. One, one player away on their roster from competing for the finals. I would argue that Golden State already has those players on their roster. Fair enough. Okay. Question. So, and, <laughs> and doing Bill Belichick shit, if they play it right and let him go a year early rather than a year late, they have collateral to make moves, draft moves, acquire other players. True. Like Draymond, there are people that want Draymond on their team. Yeah. yeah. There are people that want Clay Thompson for a couple yeah. of years before his other leg goes. Yeah. I, I, I will ask you this. If if the GM for Golden State, I forget his name right off the top of my head, if he said Clay Thompson Basketball is available Jesus. for the right price, come come give me your best offer. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you 16 teams would be like, here you go. Yeah. And then and then I'd be super, I'd super GM and be like, Clay, we won't trade you if you take a pay cut. Yep. Mm. And then when he said no to that, it'd be like, you forced my hand. But, no. but that's my point, and and that goes back to you get rid of them a year early instead of a year late. Yep. 
because same, the team the team has the team has so much more leverage now than it will in two or three years. Yep. Especially with Draymond, because look, he has a particular set of skills. Yes. And Not Liam Neeson's skills. I don't know that. I feel the way he pushed through those, made those screens for Steph Curry by walking through people the other day. I was kind of <laughs> like, well, I'm sure that's an offensive foul to most people in the league, just not you. Um, but how much are you willing to pay that guy? Really? How much are you willing to play, Mr. Triple Single? And, and that, that hey, Chuck point. made the name and he's done nothing but live up to it. It's real yeah. hard to, it's real, you know. <laughs> It's real hard. It's real hard Chuck to recognize. Asshole, man. Yeah. Chuck tells the truth too, though. He does. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I always liked Chuck ever since we were little. But when he told he's Shaq, I didn't get to ride on Kobe's and D Wade's coattails. I was like, "That's my dude right there. <laughs> That's my dude." Right. right. But yeah, no, Mr. Triple Single Man. Like, what's he gonna? He doesn't even really give you double-digit rebounds yeah. consistently. And I will say this: that his defense is worth some value. There is some value to his defense. Oh yes, for sure. I, for I sure. Would, maybe I would maybe also, Phoenix Phoenix yeah. could benefit from Draymond. Maybe I would also um, contend that Wiggins' defense is just as good. It's just a different kind. Yeah. It's yeah. The, you aren't going to find Wiggins defending anybody in the paint unless they're built the same. Right. Draymond has a, a different range of people he can affect in the paint. So there, there is a value to that. Now, is that max value? Absolutely no, not. But there is a value not. to that. There is absolutely value to that. Um, what are they willing to give in draft picks for like a Draymond though? Yes, or a player. You know, and, and that, that goes back to my question, you know, about about play. If you know, Steve, what's his name from, from Golden State says. We are. We will listen to offers for Draymond Green. How many teams present a, a viable option? I'll tell you, they, they get a guy that's three quarters the defender that Draymond Green is, and a outside shooter. NBA screwed for the next four years. Yeah. yeah. If you can just go down there, guard some twos and threes, maybe a, a four if absolutely necessary. And hit the three pointer at a consistent rate. That team, geez. On that note, we'll take a quick break. One more Sandlot Sports. Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 21.